What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Buzz. I'm Brian Earhart, and today I have a rabbit hole segment for you all with my younger brother, Tom Earhart. For those of you who don't know Tom, he is currently the highest-rated player in Illinois. He's on Team Discraft, and he's been making some serious waves at some of the bigger events on tour. He's also very observant when watching disc golf on YouTube, and he noticed something peculiar about Eagle McMahon's game plan at Fountain Hills this year. After sharing it with me, I had to get him on the microphones to share it. Let's check it out. So tell me where you first tell me where you first discovered this. I was watching Jomez round two lead card with I believe it was Eagle, Macbeth. Simon was on that card, and I don't remember who was on the lead card, but I noticed that every shot that Eagle was throwing at Fountain Hills, he was releasing on slight hyzer every single time, whether it was a right-to-left hyzer or it was a forehand hyzer. It was always slight hyzer. And I know this is Fountain Hills, Mm -hmm. you know. It's a bunch of hyzers. But even on holes 7 and 12, the little short hole, the Mm -hmm. 7 is the peninsula hole, and 12, he was throwing baby hyzer with his putter still. Mm -hmm. So he was never, he never had to change his footwork and his alignment ever. He was, he was aligning himself the same way on every single shot. He never, he was in a rhythm the entire round. So, so even if he needed to throw turnover or something, he was pretty much doing the same thing. He wasn't throwing turnover. He was throwing a hyzer with a forehand. So any left to right shot was a forehand still. It was a, it was a, forehand hyzer and then you you had mentioned that he pretty much was not doing anything out of his uh comfort zone he wasn't having to force like a flip up turnover no like it wasn't like he he was going 100 percent backhand hyzer but the moment he couldn't throw that baby hyzer backhand he was just switching to a baby hyzer forehand right exactly and (laughs) changing the disc in his hand based on the line that he wanted rather than you know a big school of thought from a lot of players is to manipulate the disc angle rather right. than flipping the disc in your hand. Just changing the disc and changing your tempo. Yeah. That was it. Huh. It was a crazy thing. It was, I'm trying to think. I think hole nine is the really tough uh-huh. peninsula hole, right? Uh huh. That's like the hardest hole in the course. Um, I'm pretty sure he just threw a PD on a hyzer. And just did a baby flip up. So it was the same shot he was throwing on hole one. And, you know. So, so yeah. So we see a lot of like hyzer flip throwers that they vary from like, like that, you know, subtle hyzer flip to a steep hyzer flip. We see Matt Bell do a lot of that kind of thing too. Yeah. Um, But you're saying it was legitimately just one angle. It was just slight high. From what I remember. And, well, it stuck with you clearly. Right. This, this concept stuck with me. And, from what I remember, it was just slight hyzer every single time, and he would either just throw his PD or his PD2. So he never had to change his footwork, and his alignment was the same every single time. Mm-hmm. So he never he was in rhythm the entire round. You could tell just by his, uh, his tempo and everything. Huh. He was just in rhythm. And then you mentioned that you tried it because you, because you were so curious as to maybe him consciously doing that right you know it might be a conscious game plan and i'd like to eventually catch up with him at a tournament and ask him about it but you went and tried this yes i 
I wanted to see. I wasn't sure if. Obviously, I'm not sure if uh, Eagle was intentionally trying to do this or not, or if this was just just complete was, intuition. Yeah, complete intuition, just in the moment, just doing it. But I purposely tried doing this, throwing only slight hyzer for every one of my tee shots mm-hmm. at Squaw Creek, our home course. Hard and course, too. Hard, hard course, a lot of left to right, right to left moving shots. And if there was ever a left to right moving shot off the tee, I, ha- I forced myself to throw forehand, which mm-hmm. I usually don't throw. My forehand maxes out at about 330-ish. Mm-hmm. So I, but I forced myself to throw forehand on holes that I would normally throw a turnover on mm-hmm. so that I wouldn't change the angle that I was using on my backhand. Mm-hmm. I was on, my backhand was only slight hyzer flip. And <laughs> I ended up shooting like a 11 under par at this course. <laughs> and it's a, it, you know, Squaw Creek is, you know, it's no gimme. It's, it's a, Squaw Creek Gold is a hard course. There's a lot of challenging par, par threes and a lot of challenging par fours and fives. Like pretty much almost every hole except for maybe a couple are birdies you have to earn right it's the chuck kennedy design course so it's it's a lot of a lot of scrambling and whatnot but off the tee i was only focusing on like that concept and to see if it worked and it it really did work i really felt like in the middle of the round i was in a rhythm Mm -hmm. i got some birdies at the beginning of the round and it felt great and then i just kept doing it and it it was it was working i missed some putts actually i remember (laughs) that round but you still shot a 12 down 11 down 11 down with missed putts with missed putts huh my drives were just yeah, just it, I actually felt the rhythm, and that's why I, this concept stuck with me. Is because when I tried it, I was like, "Whoa, like this this is a strategy that could very well work." Especially you know, maybe not, at a time, maybe not everywhere, but I mean, some, it could be a, it could be a time when you're not uh, maybe feeling uh, too good that day, True. and and you you know keep your body as simple as possible mm-hmm. and you just commit to one you know whatever bread and butter angle you like right and have a bag set up to where it can accommodate for that and i think and i know a lot of our listener base is um newer or or amateur players that are still trying to learn and and absorb information and test out new things do you think there could be and you might not have an answer for this. I have something in my head, but do you think there could be like a negative side for somebody hearing this and being like, hmm, like I, you know, I live in a heavily wooded area. I could just be hyzer flip only. Like we talked about this slightly in, in, in the previous rabbit hole with AJ. So if you want to hear more about this or if you have questions, listen to that as well. But did, did you have anything to say about that too? Yeah. So I think that this concept specifically gears toward the touring pro that is trying to mm. build or not maybe not just a touring pro but if you're somebody that experienced fo- you're saying yeah experience well not even it's more so just if you're going out and you're playing tournaments and mm-hmm. you're going out there trying to win and you're and you're trying to create a game plan mm-hmm. like the touring players try and do yeah especially you know on courses like whatever northwoods gold ledge mm-hmm. to you know eureka yeah any type of course that you can try and build a game plan like this mm-hmm. like just stick to one you know, maybe not one angle, but one, you know, similar hyzer angle. Mm-hmm. This is something that could gear towards touring players to try and, you know, yeah. use as a strategy during the round. Or anybody who truly goes into tournaments without the social aspect being a priority. And, right. And you know, just going there to try and score. Yeah. Spe- just to score. Because, you know, I always think about this, you know, you mentioned this to me and I actually was kind of taken aback too, because I think um, Simon is actually on the other side of the coin he is one to say i want to manipulate the angle of my disc i'd rather 
not have a bunch of molds in my bag. And I don't know how many molds Eagle has. I don't think Dismania has that many, but mm. Simon's like, I'd rather have like, you know, one disc that I manipulate the angle of, you know, five different ways rather right. than same angle with five different discs. So it's, it's interesting, you know, seeing that, but we see some of the stuff, you know, Eagle does with a hyzer angle and it makes sense that he would do that. And it it looked so easy is why, you know, is why it stuck with me. I was like, why, why does this look like he's yeah. never stressed? Like there's no, <laughs> there's no shanks, you know, he's never shanking a drive. Yeah. I feel like, you know, that's part of the reason why this concept came to light for me is because I feel like when you're riding with a hyzer angle for a majority of a round mm -hmm. and then you have to throw, you know, yeah. a, a flex or, or even just a, a flat release mm -hmm. shot, like a left to right shot it tends to come out of the hand a little yeah. different. Some, you know, it's, a hard, it's hard to transition sometimes if you're throwing mostly one angle yeah. and you all of a sudden have to throw you know, a different type of shot, obviously. But um, you know, I, e e Eagle never had to do that. <laughs> I, I, I dream, you know, knowing that Eagle, and I don't, I, it's funny, I think I thought of this, Eagle used to wear an Ash Ketchum hat mm. when he played, and it almost puts me in this mindset of thinking about Eagle retiring from disc golf. If if this is something he's intentionally doing, I'll I will find this out. I will have a side segment, like a part two on this eventually. But I, I, I like envision him retiring from disc golf and owning like like a lot of touring pros want to do is have like our own private course with like a pro shop and an area to train, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can I can envision Eagle's Eagle school of disc golf being a bunch of just <laughs> super lanky bomber kids that only throw hyzer <laughs> you know they have like giant hyzer forehand giant hyzer backhand yep. and they just flip up and they have like 15 different molds in their bag yeah you know and and then you have like a different school of thought like i guess i guess we can use simon for example yeah. and you have <laughs> kid or, or the nate doss school of of disc golf thinking nate where the, too. his student you know his disciples have like <laughs> You know, <laughs> two molds in their bag, but eight different variations of wear. Yes. Yeah, and and they just have crazy, you know, overall angle control. Right. And they're like the flat thrower, you know, team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the I flat thrower team. Yeah, I, I love that. I still, I still think for new players though that like learning, learning how to tell yourself, I want to throw hard anti flex, or I want to throw flat, or I want to, you know. Oh yeah you know, baby hyzer, that's still very valuable. Oh yeah. No, for, you know, that's why I'm saying for the learning process, right. it's extremely valuable. But I think once you get experienced, it could be a school of thought for, you know, course management and game planning that, yeah, it, it's something that I definitely am going to experiment with and find out what angle works, like is my favorite angle. Right. Cause I think right now I have been trying to manipulate angles of different discs yep. rather than just going, what's the simplest line that I'm good at. And then just building a bag around that. I really think it's a game plan for certain courses, though. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's that's the thing. It's not going to work for every course, but I think, you know, at least for tee shots. For for tee know. shots, right? Yeah. You know, for tee shots, yes. That's why I'm saying, you know, for for a beginning player, you you want to learn every angle, every type of shot. You mm -hmm. you know, that's really important for somebody who's coming up in the game. But I feel like once you get to a level like Eagle or, or Simon or whoever that they, they have every shot. Even a good regional player. Yeah, even a good know? regional player, exactly. But like somebody that just is confident in in, in their backhand abilities, yeah. you know, somebody like that can use this game plan and just like brain off. Yeah, it's an you interesting know, you, school of you thought. You turn your brain off. You're, you already know you're that mm -hmm. good and you just, you stick to a specific game plan. But, you know, it's, it's for certain courses for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's something to definitely like experiment with and i think 
I think I'm definitely going to experiment with it. I think I'm yeah. I'm about to go through a big bag change anyway, mm. because I felt like I had an identity crisis in my bag where I was like, well, I can I am manipulating all these discs and all these different angles, right? So do I need half of these discs? You know? Yeah. And and it's like, well, I I, I like them. I feel like they do have a job, but if you do simplify the line you throw or the the way you you know maneuver your body it could it could actually create new jobs for the discs in your bag right that you feel like you trust no i agree and i i always have discs in my bag that that have the ability for you know that i can throw you know a force over angle on or a superheiser flip mm-hmm. angle you know i have every like type your of trick stability. shot discs right yeah. you have your trick shot discs still you know for those types of yeah. angles but for off the tee you can really you know, to, you know, hone in on a couple of neutral flying discs, yeah. neutral flying fairway drivers and neutral flying distance drivers. Um, and if you have that big forehand, big backhand combo, mm-hmm. you can uh, you can work your way through a course so well. Yeah. Um, I'll give uh, my buddy Luke Sampson a shout out real quick, who has huge backhand, huge mm-hmm. forehand. And he he told me that he actually asked me um like what kind of angles i like to throw when i was with him at adler one day uh one of our local courses and i told him i'm like i like throwing uh hyzer flip for my power shots mm-hmm. and only flat to slight anhyzer for touch shots mm-hmm. i don't throw any hyzer flip for touch shots yeah and he tells me you know he tells me that uh he only throws hyzer flip mm-hmm. for his touch shots and his, i just play with him at mid america right he only throws hyzer flip for his uh for his touch shots and his power shots, and he has big hyzer flip forehand too. Mm-hmm. So he's somebody that's that came up in the game very fast, yeah, very very fast because of the fact that he has that big big forehand, big backhand hyzer combo. It was so fascinating to me, actually. You you mentioned Luke Sampson, and for those of you who don't know him, he was on uh, lead card at Vegas this year, I believe. Yes, he's tall, super athletic. Um, and he's really new to disc golf. I think he's still like nine eighty, nine ninety rated, something yeah, like that. Yeah, nine eighties, nine nineties. Yeah. But has you can just tell he's a crazy athlete, and his bag is like you said. <laughs> right now, it's a it's a crazy mixed bag with like four or five different companies in it, yep. and he throws like you said, like hyzer flip everything. He didn't even have like a raptor type disc in his bag. Mm-hmm. I had to give him. I was like, dude, hole fourteen at Toboggan. He's like, man, I've been trying this, you know, flippy getaway. I've been trying this, oh. you know, this MD, and I'm like. Just throw, throw, don't you have like a Raptor, yeah. like Firebird in your bag? Like, yeah. just chuck it out there in space and just let, he's like, nah, I don't have that. Well, yeah, you need that. No, <laughs> well, no you, need you know, and it's, it's, it's just that the, is the not, fact yeah. that he threw himself into his Toyota Echo yeah. and just hit the road. Like, yeah. he was so new to disc golf. So he's still learning on the fly. So, For sure. like, he, he's thrown some of the most impressive hyzer flip shots that I've ever seen. Super cool. He, he got up and down from like 330 with a, with a patent pending Comet. Heiser flip. That's it was insa- it was insane. Wow. I, I like didn't know what to do. <laughs> I just like shook his hand. I like <laughs> just like, wow, ignored COVID good. and I just shook his hand. <laughs> I might have given it to him. <laughs> I was oh, like, that man. was disgusting. But That's funny. But no, I, I I really think like like you said like I think it does have its limitations. Yeah. Like when the wind picks up. Yes. You know. Um, having to play any kind of hyzer flip angle in the wind is, and that's why Eagle has. I guess the metal flake max or whatever they, they have now for him. Um, you know, the, the PD twos and whatnot, he does have those and he's throwing those flat to Annie in the wind. But I think like, yeah, if you're playing like fountain Hills with no wind or you're playing some course you're comfortable with and no wind, 
it makes sense if you pick whatever angle you think is most comfortable. Going for us for scoring purposes, mm-hmm. yes, for scoring purpose specifically. Yeah, you know, you really, you know, if you're just looking to score, you know, for a day, go out there and you know choose an angle that you're really comfortable with and try and try and ride with it and yeah. see if you can catch a rhythm because that's really how you catch a rhythm. I think. Yeah, and especially again if you're not feeling it that day, right? You also know. that. So, anything else you got to say? Hmm. I think this was a really cool concept. I, yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to see if Eagle actually, if he chooses that for a reason. Yeah, like if, if any of you have, if any of you are still listening and you hear this and you really want to know if Eagle McMahon does this consciously and want him to, and you want him to elaborate on this, tag him and share the link to. I think Spotify is the easiest one to share. Um, share it to social media and tag him and hopefully we can get in touch yeah uh, Eagle I if if I called this <laughs> that would be really cool but uh, it might just be him just going out and playing yeah we're not sure we'll, we'll have to find out I am in Vermont right now for the Green Mountain Championships so be on the lookout for some new content that week Meanwhile, I highly recommend going back and watching some of that coverage from this year's memorial. Maybe you'll make some observations of your own, and if you do, feel free to hit me up on Instagram, and I'd be more than happy to talk through that with you. Maybe we'll make some new discoveries. The Buzz is edited by Lindsay Rodance, music by Johnny Darge. AJ Risley is the fresh squeezed glass of OJ you wake up to on a Sunday morning. <laughs>